Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Good morning, Alan. And just remind us where you are again, and, and you didn't travel in today because it's quite foggy where you are, I'm told. It's quite foggy. It didn't seem to be too frosty, but I'm informed that the temperature from those who have been out is about minus three. So look, at, uh, to be safe, I felt that we could do it over the phone in the same way. So I'm in Ramsgrange this morning, Alan. Like we're, we're hearing comments, like a listener said, a caller said that people who live on the side roads pay the same tax as people who live close to the main roads. Um, the, the Trinity area near Timon is treacherous. That is a, a point, like Eamon has quite clearly stated, they don't have the capacity to do the side roads. Have people living on the side roads got a point, do you think, Verona? I think they absolutely do, but unfortunately we neither at this point have the manpower or the infrastructure in trucks to facilitate. We have over 6,000 kilometres of roads in Wexford, including all of the by-roads. You know, in France there is a policy that they actually do salt all the roads. Um, You know, from the perspective of how we'd fund it, I suppose, is the bigger issue. Whilst we have a right, it's very, it's, it's a couple of days of the year, and I think we just need to exercise due care and attention. Right, uh, just before I move away from the roads and the weather for the moment, but keep the comments coming in because I promise you we will keep uh, conta- uh, commenting on the various texts and WhatsApps you're sending in. Listener says, in mainland Europe, the council pay local farmers to grit the side roads in the area. Almost two years ago, there was an article on Facebook saying that the council was going to resurface our road into Cumption down to Rooston Town. It's in a terrible state, and now after all this bad weather, it's going to get worse. When is it going to be done? That comes from Helen. Is that something you could follow up on, Verona, and that stretch of road there? I'm aware of the decumption to Rostoon's Town Road and yes, we'll follow up and I think it's a very good idea that we would ask the farmers but I do believe that in the same vein you know, they're busy they have cost, they'd be feeding cattle at hours in the morning so it just needs a fresh look and I think that's something that can be done but viability of course would be an issue given that it's a couple of times or a couple of weeks in the year you know. I want to get through a number of issues with you this morning. First off, I'm concerned about this and I put in a request to talk to Minister of State James Brown about another issue but I, I will raise this issue with him on foot of what you say to me this morning the 96 bed unit for Wexford General Hospital bearing in mind the inclement weather we're having and the demands on our hospital at the moment what is your understanding of what is or is not happening to do with these 96 beds what's the story well, look, at last week I received a response uh, to a parliamentary question in relation to the status of the 96-bed unit. And unfortunately, the response that came back almost two years after it was announced, you know, that we were going to the, to the design stage, we haven't even yet completed the strategic investment report. And that's not due to be submitted till quarter two of 2023. So, you know, two years on, from when an announcement was made our 96 bed unit in Wexford which is so badly needed it does seem to be a long way off years in fact and all all of the focus seems to be about the process there seems to be very little focus on delivery and that's a pure shame so can you just clarify that for me then What, what does it actually mean is it in the system or not in the system or what's the story with it by your understanding Currently, it's only in our uh, capital projects plan. It's not in the system because no proposal the Department of Health in the answering in answering the PQ have categorically said that they have not yet received any proposal for a 96-bed ward block at Wexford. So the direct question to Minister of State James Brown and to uh, Fine Gael Deputy Paul Kyo is what when it comes to this the, the, from the government parties? What is the direct question? 
Well, I think we have to ask, why is the system so slow and can we guarantee that this will be built? I mean, if it doesn't get into the system within the lifetime of this government, we may well see the, the, the bed war block gone out of the system and gone from the capital projects. Yeah. Uh, you know, I understand there has to be a process, but this is a process whereby two years ago we were told it was gone to the to the design stage yeah. we're absolutely at least 12 months away from that Right, moving on to another issue now sticking with health what's the situation with dentists in Wexford currently are you talking Are you talking about the medical card situation here or what? Been... Well I am and I'm talking even about the private uh, system for dentists because they are under severe pressure naturally enough we just don't have enough dentists in the same vein that we don't have enough doctors but last week uh, there was a president Presentation by the Irish Dental Association held in the uh, held in Leinster House, of which I attended, and you know we have 26 dentists in Wexford who are no longer within the dental treatment scheme, and that means that they don't take medical card or new medical card patients, and there is no system like there is with the doctor's uh, medical card to assign patients. So we have thousands of people in Wexford North and South who cannot access dental care, and the Irish Dental Association Association have informed me that they have had no talks or engagement on this scheme with government in the last 12 months. No meaningful talks and that's despite the department informing me through PQs again that they are in talks with the Irish Dental Association. So they may be talking to them but not on this subject and hence all we're going to see Alan are waiting lists growing and growing. So what are you getting by, by, as a deputy, when it comes to dental issues, on a regular basis, on a regular week, how many calls it are you getting? Varies. Really? Yeah, it varies. It, it absolutely varies because some are orthodontic issues of which we have a care shortage and it's more specialised. But the primary thing is from the dentists themselves is that we don't have any pathway mm. in which to forward patients who need more specialised care. Like the dental treatment scheme needs an overhaul. It's very basic. It deals with, um, you know, the cleaning of the teeth, the hygiene, hygienist, and just possibly a checkup and a tooth being filled. It is very minimalistic and it needs an overhaul. But from the perspective, you'll remember Sean Hayes, who had to yeah. pull four of his own teeth. Sean is in the middle of having treatment and it's not yet completed, but soon to be, thankfully. Mm. But the reality is there's so many people like Sean and dentists are overwhelmed with requests for which they can't viably run a private practice if they were to take all of those accessing the medical card scheme. So I think the issue is that we have children who are not being seen in schools. They should be seen first time with dental care at the age of seven. It transpires that it's actually within sixth class. For the first time, they're now being seen in sixth class, which means that any orthodontic care has to take place for a child under the age of 16. Many of them exit the system without ever being seen by an orthodontic specialist. So we need a critical overhaul. And what we need more than anything is for the government to engage with the IDA. All right. Uh, I want to talk dogs. Greyhounds and then the dog theft bill. Um, last week on the programme, we spoke to uh, Fianna Fáil councillor Michael Sheen. He had this to say in relation to yourself and two other deputies. The Sinn Féin position is they are opposed to funding the greyhound industry. And again, we had an Enniscorty TD voting against an Enniscorty institution. And he was joined this time by Deputy Brendan Howland. And in committee stage, an amendment was brought forward to completely review the funding for the greyhound industry and Deputy Murphy 
voted with the Sinn Féin and with uh, the Labour Party on this. Now, since then, I've had uh, feedback from Paddy Kavner, former councillor Paddy Kavner, I think, uh, who says, I'm disappointed that uh, the two other deputies uh, didn't vote in this, but I would like to, to uh, correct Councillor Michael Sheen regarding his inaccurate statement on your programme in relation to Deputy Verona Murphy. He sent me a clip of you speaking in Dáil Éireann about this. I will go back to Deputy Howland and I will go back to Deputy um, uh, Johnny Mythen to give them their response when next I'm speaking to them as to, uh, and to give give them a chance to reply to Councillor Sheen as well, but uh, you would like to respond to Councillor Sheen. What would you like to say? Well, look, as I add, you know, uh, I'm a big supporter, and I, to be honest, when I heard the interview, and I did hear it, I just had to laugh, because my, it's not really worthy of a response, Alan. You know, it's simply not true, and those involved in the greyhound industry and the tracking and escorty know exactly who supports them, and what Councillor Sheen had to say has no credibility, as it just wasn't true. I mean, look, he seems to specialise in misleading people. At a recent meeting about the tornado in Clongeen, he told people that if they applied for one of the relief schemes, they'd receive funds in two days. He's just not credible. And and to be honest, there's no point in in, in saying any more. We just leave it there. Well, I mean, they're they're your thoughts, what you've just said there about Councillor Sheen. I will give him the right to respond when next I'm speaking to him about the quotes you've made there in relation to Clongeen. But just, I, I looked at, at I, again, I have to distance myself from what you've said about Councillor Sheen there, but I will give him the right of response. But I do want to just talk about that clip that um, that you, uh, that uh, Paddy Kavanagh sent to me. And that was in relation to um, what you said in that piece. You were calling about for full transparency because I'd like Deputy Howland and Deputy Johnny Mylan to explain their view as well because I'm sure they have a view on the stance they took over the greyhound industry. You did, Verona, say quite clearly full transparency. So you're not overly, you're not a hundred percent happy with the way the, the, the thing has been run, are you? No, that has got to do with Rassia Conheran, who are tasked with the oversight of the greyhound industry. And from the industry's perspective themselves, they inform me that there are issues with Rassia Conheran, and especially with how the prize money that is funded by the public is divvied out. And, and to be fair, Alan, the amendments that were brought by Sinn Féin were about that, accountability. And whilst I'm fully in favour of Enniscorthy Greyhound Track, which is a fabulous place, they are funded, not in the main, they're a private track, but they do receive some prize funding from Rassi Conheron. And it's that organisation that I would like to see, right. number one, stand alone, and number two, they have to be fully accountable to the, accountable to the public and the exchequer right. for the money and how they spend it. And right. that, is, that is something I would not expect. Accountability is something that Fianna Fáil don't seem to exercise. And particularly, you can hear that in what Councillor Sheen. He either All doesn't right. understand the issue or he doesn't worry about how public money is spent. I look forward to the day the two of you debate a number of issues in studio here. That, that will be interesting. But now, let's uh, just wrap up our conversation with you this morning in relation to the vote of no confidence in Darrow O'Brien. I, I have to wrap it here because we've gone a little bit over time. Um, well, what way will you be well, voting? I'm, will you be voting? Well, look, look, it's not a simple thing to say how I'll be voting. I, I do need to give it some context. So if you wouldn't mind, like right now, Alan, no actions are being taken which will increase the building of houses. You know, in fact, any actions that are being brought forward are adding in the middle of a cost of living and subsequently a cost of building crisis. We have policy such as a vacant site tax 
that's adding 3% to those who are not building on zone land. We have a concrete levy, you know, that's adding to the cost of building. And then on top of that, the cost of a large scale planning application has doubled when submitted. So, I mean, we're not seeing any actions. And the problem now is viability. And it costs more to build the current policy of apartments and high density than they can be sold for. So when you have councillors crying now because there are no housing, they clearly do not understand the consequences for which they voted right. for high density policy. And, and, and you know, there is going to be no change. This is going to get worse before it gets better. And we are a, we're in jeopardy. We're putting 20, 30 and 40 year olds in jeopardy of never owning their own home because mortgages are taken usually on the basis of 25 to 40 years. And this is something government are not taking the viability of housing projects into account. Southeast radio wouldn't certainly go to air if it was costing them more to do that than they were taking in in revenue. And that's the same for any commercial entity. We cannot exclude the stakeholders. We have to engage with them. They were demonised through the NAMA process. Profits are not the big issue. It's not about big profits, it's about building what people don't want to buy. And apartments and duplexes across Wexford is not what's required. We need to build what people want and we have a policy of 35 dwellings per hectare. And Alan, I've looked at the type of housing you get in that delivery. And in one acre, you would end up with just one semi-D and the rest would be duplexes and apartments okay. and from my interaction with people they want front and back gardens they want to be able to access their garden from the side of the house and therefore they will not buy what is being dictated by policy and if they won't buy it then those building developments will not be financed right. and that's why they're not being commenced they can't finance them and that's where government needs to go so alan my vote the government, it's the government who will now bring a confidence motion in the minister, and I will be voting against that. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news, and your views.